all authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with Natalie Norman, romance writer of 60 plus book, and she's going to be chatting to us about her writing, publishing and rapid releasing process for Norwegian romance and contemporary English books, as well as sharing her tips for authors looking to write romance. So on my author adventure this week, there's not much to share. I'm awaiting a shipment of bulk books for freelance writing, quick tips for fast success, and the first ever print copy of I've ordered for myself, so that'll be exciting to hold in my hands and see it. Author fears and how to overcome them. I've started setting up the online shop, connected my PayPal, and I'm working with my web designer, the lovely Kirsty from Thorn Creative, to get it up and running. There's still no word from traditional publishers regarding my children's fiction, but the deadlines for that are due in the next week or two, a couple of weeks, I think. And I've been busy with my top secret project for 2023, which I'm only sharing progress report via my newsletter. So if you're keen to keep up to date with that, you can do so by heading over to hybridauthor.com.au to sign up for your free author pass and you'll start receiving fortnightly hybrid author news from there, as well as the updates on how I'm going with this project. So if you love the podcast or any of the episodes has helped you further in your author career, you can now pay it forward by buying me a coffee over at buymeacoffee.com slash thehybridauthor. Or you can leave me a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on to help other writers like you discover the podcast. Let's all support each other. Natalie Norman started her career writing short stories and then just kept going. So far, she has published 69 novels in different genres, but always with romance. In 2021, her first book in English was published and she's still in shock. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're absolutely thrilled for you to join us today. And obviously, you know, from your bio, you started out with short stories and then went into novels. But prior to that, can you maybe take us back to when you decided or knew you wanted to become a writer? I wrote my first novel when I was 14. And of course, it was terrible, because they always are. And I wrote stories and it was just, you know, copying other the writers I loved. It sort of grew on me. It, you know, it, suddenly I could come up with my own stories. I started sending them around to women's magazines. And then in 94, I solved my first one. Oh. <laughs> Big moment. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. And uh, obviously, it's such a young age to be starting to write and then putting stuff out as well, you know, 14. Yeah, well, I like words and I like history and I like stories and I would read everywhere. I tried to read in the shower. It didn't work. <laughs> I would write. I would read everywhere. So writing was sort of a natural 
progression. Yeah, it's um, I think at that age yeah. as well, it's um, good self-expression for you know getting out that yeah. feelings. Yeah, and then we lived in Spain for three years. There were no, I couldn't speak the language. There was no libraries I could use, and I couldn't read English yet. And so I started writing my own story more to entertain myself. Yeah. And uh, so that was the first thing. Yeah. Actually. That's incredible. So you yeah. did you grow up in Norway? Yeah. Right. So we you've spent m- three years in Spain. Yeah. Wow. So you've moved around a bit. That's incredible. Yeah. So as we hear from your bio, 69 novels, that just absolutely blows my mind, uh, which is crazy. And I believe majority of these are historical Norwegian romance. And you've written it in the native tongue. Can I just ask what? So why this genre that you've, you know, you've gone into and why written this way well it's it was the only only ones they would publish oh <laughs> uh, commercial literature was is, isn't wasn't at least huge in Norway and in the 80s there was a publisher who was now my publisher who sort of invented a new genre for romance historical romance series where you you follow one person through a whole series of books so I have one series on 11 books about a young girl and then I have one for I think 14 books. Wow. And the last one, I was so fed up with writing about 16 year olds. So I wrote about a doctor, female doctor in 1919. And that went to 35 books. Wow. And then I had to stop because I was exhausted. <laughs> I <laughs> bet. You have to write six books a year, you know? So, wow. Yeah, that's so crazy. That was, there, there was no time for anything else. And then I tried to write the English books on the side. And well, it didn't. It's too I love the English books. So I want to write more of that. So these Norwegian books, did you did you start off reading them? And then you were like, you know, hey, I've got ideas here. I can I can write well, this. Are you more just seeing publishing opportunities in that market and kind of gave it a go? No, I've, I read one huge series, which is... She was a wonderful writer, totally fantasy, but she was a brilliant storyteller. So I read her series and I read a few of the others. And then I had an idea for where I could use my hometown, which is like a, it's a fishing town. It was used to call the most isolated town in Norway because you couldn't drive there. You had to come by boat. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, because there were mountains and fjords everywhere. So it's it's almost impossible. And I had an idea that I should write about. <laughs> there's a local story about a prostitute. <laughs> And I wanted to write a series about her, and the publisher said, eh, "Maybe not a prostitute. Maybe maybe something else, you know." And and then I started writing about a little a little inn that was right where um, you probably don't know where this is, but it's uh, the biggest Viking area in town in in Norway. Right, that's where the name comes from. And um, I remember my mother told me that we had this pub or an inn, and I started doing research, and so a story grew from that. Well, that was the first one, so I didn't know what I was doing. Then they gave me the contract and they said, oh, you can just start. And I thought, how am I going to write an unknown number of books about this person? But it was a great learning experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Because you learned, really learned how to write a story. And, you know, you have to have the one person through all the books. So it was challenging, but it was fun. And then I wrote another one and then the third one. Yeah. So would you effectively say you, did you sit down to plot out the books? Like, obviously, you've got one person, you've got all these books. Did you have to have an idea of what this person was going to do throughout the series initially? Or you just write as you go? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, you have an art. I had an art. You know, I knew where I was going and sort of. And then you, for every book, because you know, have have six, seven weeks to write it, you build on the book before and then see where it takes you. So it's a part planning, part crazy, part, oh my God, the 
deadline is coming. <laughs> so, do, you, do you think that somehow, works in your favor? Like knowing that I think it would with myself, knowing that you've got this date, you'd be like stressed out like a maniac, but you, it would force you to sit and go raw, do you think, or burn it falls out? Into place is the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my latest editor, she said she gave me t-shirts, but it says there will always be another book. <laughs> the book falls together in a way in the last minute. So. Yeah. Wow. Of course, it's probably riddled with plot holes and God knows what. <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I, with traditional publishing, I've, I've, I haven't really heard of them rapid releasing that way before. So with the six to seven week time frame, is that the editorial process as well? Or that's your writing yeah. time? Oh, it's yeah, every time. That's the, yeah. It's uh, first half to the editor, getting it back, editing second round, and then it goes back. You don't have time for anything else. Oh my goodness. And they are mostly sold through subscription. You yep. know, people sign up for the first book and then they take them on. And it's also sold in, you know, like kiosks and supermarkets and things. Rarely in bookstores. Yeah, okay. In my local bookstore back home. Yeah, they sell them. Otherwise, it's mostly subscriptions and things. Yeah. And people read and people are reading like 19 series at the same time because I'm not the only writer you know oh my god (laughs) so I think it's because Norway is so long and there are no big towns anywhere so a lot of people live in the in the countryside or by the coast and they get these books in the post I think that's amazing I love it I absolutely love it and in a way that was before you know I don't know if it wasn't before the internet but before all these streaming services I mean and even with uh, movies Movies. I used to get CDs delivered to my door to watch movies and send them back. You know, it's just a it's just a different way to to get yeah. books into readers' hands, and I absolutely love that. And there's probably quite a big market for it that people want to read about where they're from and in a yeah. setting yeah. setting. And and Norwegian stuff is uh, especially with all these big Viking movies that are coming out. It's kind of, it's oh, kind, yeah. of kind of been a trend these last couple of years, isn't it? It is. It is. It's it's Viking series. In the, in the the kind of right books I write, I remember when the most popular series are set in farms. So you have some poor farm girl who gets into it's like a soap opera in a way, and that's fine. That's it's fun to write. But I said to my editor, I don't want to write about farms. I don't know anything about cows. <laughs> so you know, can I do something else? And so I said, yes, you can do. And then I wrote about the doctor, which was great fun. So in 35 years, I managed to only have one year. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's how it worked out. <laughs> wow, I, I just but it was think, really fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I think it's incredible, and it sounds like these types of books. You know, their escapism. It's just people wanting to fall into another world, and who doesn't love? I love my drama, and <laughs> you know. I Exactly. So, and gives people a sense of history. Mm. So, like I do and my colleagues do, we read local history. We do a lot of research. So, it's a lot about women's lives, how they lived in the 1800s, 1700s, whatever. And I think people connect to that. Yeah. It's like it. We don't have any nobility or royalty to write about. So, it has to be about the normal people, the little people. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they're connecting with it so no that's incredible so you have the six to seven weeks and then you and you're saying you you obviously do research and stuff like that how do you have a schedule or you just it's in your mind now what you do sort of for researching for writing for the editorial process and then it's out the door (laughs) and then hopefully don't come back (laughs) like that i have to do the proofreading then right no, it's it's when you were before we they start publishing 
we have at least a year while planning and working and doing researching. And it's a very tight, you're working very close with an editor. And our editors are super good. They have been doing this for 20 years, most of them. And it's a very different way of working because you work really close with people. They know everything. So they can say, okay, you know, that character was, he had a different name actually in two books ago. <laughs> so maybe you should change that. <laughs> yeah. And so they're really good. But it's tiresome. <laughs> it sounds uh, it's um it's like rapid release almost. Um yeah. that that people talk about that sounds uh, it's actually something I'm trying to embark on this year, but haven't yet. And <laughs> I'm already sort of getting myself tied up in knots, and I haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> oh no so these works like you said one character you know 35 did you say 35 books for one character is that just you keep going because you have ideas for that person until you run out or yeah yeah I have to do continually research and the research is great because you get a lot of ideas for things when I was starting up I read for example I read that there were British warships this is this was set in 1919 so just after I think she, she arrives in January 1919 and there were still mines like bombs floating bombs in the ocean so they had torpedo ships coming and they blew up once in a while so that was the first book in a way and the doctor has to come and then I thought well she has to be experienced so she was at the front on the British side, you had to be at the British side, of course, the good guys. And I learned her how to be a doctor. So, and then I had to do a lot of research for that. And then I, it's, I like the research. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. the history. So they're action packed <laughs> as well as romance. <laughs> yes. Yes. The romance was very slow. Um, um, you have to bring in other characters, hoping they are interesting and then sub stories, <laughs> things yeah. like that. So. And do you have characters that come into one set of series and then that's the main character going in your next set or anything like that? Have you done that? No, I have the same main character all the time. And then it's how she relates to people. And yep. I write from other characters' point of view. So it's not 35 books of one person. Yeah, I think all the time it's not like that. That would be really, really hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just a new character. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but from that, so obviously you write points of view from one series, but there's one yeah. main character. But from yeah. say, could you take a character from that main that series and then use that character as yeah. the main I character going forward? But you yeah. haven't yet. Yeah. Oh, amazing. They want me to. They want me to, and of course I have a really good idea, but I'm not ready to write six books a year yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if they tell me you can write one book a year, yeah. then I'll be fine. <laughs> so six to seven, uh, so how many do you write a year then, if it's six to seven weeks? I write six books. Six books a year, wow. Books a year. And how long are they in length and stuff? Well, 50,000 words, wow. give or take a few. Yeah, that's insane. So, that's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. My gosh, I think you'd be blown away if you counted it up. So do you you write your 50,000 words? How many drafts do you go for? Do you have a first draft, then it goes on to the editorial people, then you work from that? Or do you draft and draft and draft? No, I don't have time to draft. So I write a first draft very quickly. Hope it sticks together, sort of, and then send it to the editor. And she goes through it and says, okay, this makes no sense. Can you do this in another book? who is he? <laughs> and then I have to, so that's the second round. And then it normally never comes back for a third one. Okay. It, yeah. it's we, together, we managed to, you know, smooth out everything. And then it comes back as uh, proofreading. Yep. And I like to do that. I like to have a last look at things. If there is something that's really wrong, I can catch it. <laughs> so you've gone for your process and then it's with the publisher. How long for that book then to 
make its way out into the world like actually as a product it can take anything from two months what happens is that on the first three books you have pretty you have plenty of time and then they say okay we're going to publish the six first books with a smaller space just to get people interested and so we will want six books ready before we start publishing and that's it's eaten up really quickly so by the end i was sort of writing while it was getting off to the editor too much (laughs) Ah, I love it. I love to hear rapid release in traditional publishing. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, it sounds like your publishers got their shit together. Oh yeah, they're really, really professional, really good. Yeah, no, I think that's great. So are you, obviously you're with the traditional publishing house and you just write the books and put them out. You And they're a subscription sort of model rather than in the bookstores. Mm -hmm. Do they market them in any terms? Do you market the books or they market the books? Or Because there's so many... They've got a following. They don't need to. The marketing is focused on the two, three first books. And then, you know, they have a massive mailing list because they have usually like 20, 25 series going on at the same time. So they would put slap a picture of my first book in some of the other series to get them interested. Um, we used to have that they could have an extract in the women's magazines, but they have been downsized so much. So but the people don't read them anymore, basically. You know, magazines since magazine stands who buys that anymore. Everything is done online. So I do and I, I do signings. All that is is in the beginning. And then after that, you sort of get a level for subscriptions and then you just keep going. Yeah. You don't have to advertise more. Yeah, that's amazing. And probably like what a what a model we have, especially with the the pandemic and things you know to they'd still got a list they can still reach people it didn't affect them probably no very little and also me I was used to sit at home so (laughs) you're like the problem nothing's changed (laughs) yeah oh that's that's Oh, that's amazing. So if there is anyone out there listening, obviously you have romance English books and you have these romance Norwegian books. Is there specific traits in the Norwegian romance books that you don't have in your English ones? I guess just setting. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, because the romance is pretty much the same. But the setting is different. And when I when I got a chance to write the English one, they asked, can I write contemporary novels? And I thought, oh, that's great. I haven't written contemporary novels since the 90s. Mm -hmm. This is great. No research. So, of course, there was a little bit of research, but so I made up an island and I set my characters there. And that was, that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in London during the heat wave in 2020, I think, writing like mad because my Norwegian publisher had made a mistake and given me 11 weeks instead of the normal eight. So I thought, yes. And I was writing like crazy. That <laughs> 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 <And> it worked. <laughs> You never called them on that and said, oh, hang on, no. there's, there's a bit of an error here. No, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, that's amazing. So so in between, in between obviously writing your Norwegian stuff, um, were you approached by HarperCollins or did you get yeah, in touch they, with them? This is, this is the thing that never happened, but it did. Well, I, I was in a seminar where, on, about writing. I can't remember his name, Robert, something very famous, very known. And there were... A lot of people there were Scandinavians. They were HarperCollins, had two editors there, Harlequin. And I had my sister with me. And she's um, she's a journalist. And she likes to talk to people. And I don't. So she was, you know, talking to everyone during a break. And then she comes to me and she said, you know, come on, you have to meet these two editors. I told them you write six books a year. And, and they were so, they loved it. I said, I don't want to talk to you. Go and talk to them. They're in the coffee line. <laughs> actually pushed me in the back so I did and I talked to them and they were of course absolutely lovely and she gave me 
her mail address and I gave her mine. And then she told me later, she said that, you know, one of our editors had just moved to Norway and I told her about you and she would love to meet you. Wow. Said, okay. And I thought, okay, this is cool. I can see the HarperCollins being me. I've never seen anything like that. So I came 40 minutes late because I was coming from the other side of London and I had no idea how to get there. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't have her phone number. She was so nice. She was so nice. Uh-huh. So she gave me a cup of coffee and we talked and she's playing digital publishing first. I thought, oh, really nice. I had no idea why she wanted me there. But, you know, it was fun talking to a British, you know, editor. And then she said, okay, send me what you have. Do you have anything in English? Yes, I said, I have plenty in English. So I sent her. And then she said, I don't like any of that. Can you write a contemporary <laughs> romance instead? And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to be about. I have nothing, but it, it somehow it, it works. It comes together. Yeah, yeah. I'd say after writing so many, <laughs> so much and so many, there is, whether you're aware of it or not, there's probably a formula to how you write and you're in a flow now. You're in a, um, a space. So that's amazing. And so your HarperCollins books are Summer Island, Christmas Island. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, they call them a very higgy holiday. Yeah. It's a higgy thing, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> and so how has it been publishing with them compared to your Norwegian one? Is it less of a, a deadline and more of a slower oh, pace? Yeah. Or? Very, very, because she said just finish it and then come back to me. So I finished the first, took a few months. I finished the first book and then sent it. And then they gave me a contract for two books. And the first book I had a good story for. So I was confident that would work. And I she said, okay, you can have a Christmas book. But I turned it around it worked i tried to bring everything i love about norway into the books and at the same time there had to be a british main character so it's a man in the first one and his sister in the second one oh cool yeah yeah I, I, I had so much fun yeah i love books that interconnect in worlds that all yeah. you know i just it, it's, it's really awesome i i um run a book club up my end and we we had a book by tess woods which is a local perth uh romance writer in australia and we've we've read two of our books now we absolutely loved but it the penny sort of dropped halfway through the second one for me that the the kid the characters in the second one we'd read were actually the kids grown up from the first and i was oh, like really? oh my gosh you know uh, yeah and you know when you actually get that realization we were all like oh wow you know it was really cool um you feel like you're in on something or you know them really well the characters yeah, you know so <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So are you, you're still doing both? You're still doing the English? You're still going to continue doing the English books and the Norwegian stuff? Are you going to start pulling back? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Not a problem. I, I stopped the series when we came to book 35. That was last year. Yeah. Because I was, I was too tired and I had to have a hip replacement and I was in pain because I had to wait because of the pandemic. So I just said, I, I can't do this. I'm going to go bunkers. And so they said, okay, fine finish two books and then all right so now I'm writing a Christmas book a historical Christmas book which is fun but I also had to give that up yes last year because I was too tired yeah. but I was off I had my operation in November and I'm getting better every day so oh fantastic I'm happy yeah. again now yeah. I was just gonna ask how was your I'm actually having to, uh, getting some tingling in my hands and I have not written probably near as much as what you do <laughs> and I've got to wear these stints uh, and to sleep in now how is your like RSI in <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you get a new hip, you have a few weeks with a lot of pain. And then 
when that goes, I could start writing again. When I could start sitting again, then I could start writing again. So I've yeah. been reading and sleeping a lot. But I'm back now for the last since after Christmas. I've been uh, writing again and very happy. About yeah. That. What about um, dictating? Would you take that up? I can't do that. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking. Like, it, I write through my fingers. So it's, um, no, I, I, well, I have to. I think it's a skill that you're going to learn as well. I've, yeah. I've kind of tried, but it's, it, it's more for me, Start it comes out brainstorming at this point. I'm not writing sentences or anything like that. It's more like a backstory that comes out, but, and then yeah. I can kind of write from there, but oh gosh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's like, you know, well, that's fine. Yeah. With the uh, romance writing, uh, anyone who is interested in venturing out into romance, do you have any tips for the for when it comes to writing romance? Like, do you, when you write your own, do you have any go to you know looks that people give or <laughs> feelings or things that you like? I guess if if someone picks up say one of your Norwegian books and and almost one of your English books, what can they expect in terms of romance? Well, the, the, uh, well I write more of a closed door romances. I do. In those 35 books, I think somebody had sex twice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of them was a disaster and the other one was very romantic. So I thought, okay, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> and the, the uh, English books are more of the same. It's a closed door romance. I like that. I like the build up. But yeah. I learned to write by doing. When, when, when I started, when I was a kid, I, you know, this was way before internet or anything like that. I didn't even know there was writing uh, techniques. And the Norwegian books that existed was about grammar and things, but nothing about how to build a story. So uh, what I actually did back then was I would watch a movie that I loved and I would start to write the whole movie oh, that's myself. Cool. Because yeah. I loved it, and that back then you couldn't cop, you couldn't tape it, you couldn't. There was we had one TV channel, so I would write the whole movie to myself with dialogue and everything. And I think that's sort of I learned the technique for that, how to write. And then later, if I would read everything, I'm like a crazy woman. <laughs> girl and I found what the books what I love to read was very often the kind of books I wanted to write so I started by that and then just practice 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 it's a craft you know it's yeah. not something you can just sit down and some people can of course sit down write the book and that's it yeah I have to work for it so I do and I enjoy the process so yeah. that's the main thing <laughs> that you yeah. enjoy it. I don't I think there's easier things to do if you don't enjoy it um. yeah. <laughs> So. yeah so it sounds like with the romance you know you you probably show a lot and then uh, build on that and then it's more implied than than sort of um cast or, or showcased or anything like that yeah so do you have any overall tips for uh writers who want to write in that genre at all anything you uh, wish you could have told yourself getting in <laughs> and don't say uh, don't don't, <laughs> don't worry too much i think that's the, just go for it because when you write and the more you write the more you will find your own voice you will find out what works for you every writer has their way of doing things you know you can study other writers and you say okay oh i have to do like that that's so much easier and it doesn't always work i have a colleague who she writes synopsis for 30 pages and then she writes the book and i tried that once i tried okay am i going to write detailed synopsis and i did i spent a lot of time on it and when i started writing it was useless i just had yeah. to throw the whole thing out <laughs> so everyone has their own techniques and 
but it's, I think it's the most important is to write what you love and don't try to, you know, try for if this book sells now, it might not sell when your book is finished, you know? So yeah, it's time to write. I, I do love that, that you say write for yourself mm-hmm. as well, because there's always lots of different conflicting information out there. But my in my experience, I've had critiques done with publishers and I've almost changed my work to suit one publisher uh, through critiques and then had it critiqued by another and they had something different to say and then the, the penny dropped and I thought oh hang on I'm just gonna keep changing this keep changing this to whoever I, I need to be true to myself and then write it and and then find that person that likes it as is or you know has uh, constructive yeah. feedback to make it that bit better so mm. no exactly so sort of the fashion in a way this book sells this year next year something else maybe it takes at least a year maybe two to write the book yeah and then, you know, the, that trend is gone. But maybe your book is ready for the next trend. So yeah. you have yeah. to write what you love. Yeah, Don't write it. historicals if you hate reading old, dusty books. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> do. I a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't mind reading the historical romance. Um, I think it brings a really cool element to it. But it's not, yeah, I, I, I like reading it. It's not my thing, I think, for definitely no, writing exactly. it to, to research all that stuff. But it's fascinating. And, and I know people who, who love the research. So. You have to love the research, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. I love horror books, but I couldn't write one. I, well, I've written for children, but that's a bit different. Stephen King, Dean Coons, all of these amazing horror writers. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> So I, so, just, you know, I accept that and I move on. Yeah, yeah. So you you obviously predominantly write romance, but you have done children's and horror. Any other genres as well? Or I think the first series I wrote could be um, called fantasy romance because I put all these weird things in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably was why it didn't sell well. <laughs> it was the first book and first series. And I would throw in every time I come to, you know, when I stopped, I couldn't imagine anything else. I would throw in a new character and my editor said to me, stop. <laughs> I can't have 40 characters in one book. You have to choose. Yeah. Okay. So I have to go back and so I'm still learning. But I had, I come back to historicals all the time. Yeah. That's what I love to write. Yeah, must be your calling. And obviously it is with, with, you know, your success and everything, which is amazing. So what can we expect from Natalie Norman in the future? Well, the first book I had published, uh, I wrote with a friend and we wrote a World War II book and it was was very good, but it won the competition at the time. So we had some cash and that was nice. And then we take took this book back. I always knew there was a story there, but it was just it was the first book, so it wasn't very well written. So now we are working on uh, that, taking that book and give it proper research and do it properly. And we also have a second World War book with our agents at the moment. And, um, oh, that was good. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really long. It's got like 110,000 words or something. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> but, crazy. But, uh, yeah, it, it, that's what I did after I stopped the series. So yeah, we finished that. Yeah. So lots, lots more books and writing in the future. Yes, <laughs> yes historicals. So yeah. I'm hoping all these, uh, the Norwegians are finally making movies about the occupation. You know, you know Germany occupied Norway in, in the war. And there's a few now out on Netflix and things. And, uh, and I'm writing, we are writing from the war. So I'm hoping that would help. Yeah. And have you, you said you've got an agent. So will they, yeah. maybe they'll pitch the movie yeah. rights? <laughs> Some stuff. Oh, yeah, well, you never know. We have, uh, she's in Edinburgh. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm from. 
<laughs> she's not Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a Scotsman. Uh, she's Swedish, actually. So she's in Edinburgh and she's working really hard. So I have faith in her. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Natalie. That was amazing. I absolutely love picking your brain there and, and hearing all about it. It just blows me away. But uh, obviously, as we've spoken, you are traditionally published for all your books and you have an agent and living the author dream of many. Uh, obviously, this is a hybrid author podcast. Because you have such experience and, you know, you, you could do this on your own. Have you ever considered self-publishing? But, and because you do pretty much what every self-publisher I suppose it is a goal or that's the way self-publishing works for many rapid release is where they earn the big bucks I think we I, I hope I can stay with a traditional publisher for now at least because being an independent writer like that I have so much admiration for people who manage to do that I'm horrible at marketing and to have all these things you have to get covers and all these things I well I can just write the book and give it away and they take care of the rest yeah but I wonder if publishing is heading that way and mm. more and more of us will self-publish. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, they have, you know, some some of the some of the good names. I mean, there's some obviously not good names, but that's that's everywhere has uh, like a spin-off imprint almost that they work with authors who want to front up some yeah. of the money. Uh, it's quite expensive doing it that way. But I do have a friend who's doing it. And some of the, the I mean, the books that are coming out, they're, they're stunning. They're good quality yeah. and they're still getting the support like I guess you would traditionally, but uh, they're taking more of the, the cost. But then they're probably getting more of the money, the royalties, also I suppose, from it also. Money, of course. Yeah, yeah yeah but uh no it's interesting it's interesting yeah. to watch well fantastic well thank you so much again can you tell our listeners where they can discover yourself and all of your books on and offline well it's um amazon of course and it's on every online bookstore in americans uk all over the place as long as there's english books sold i think it's there every, so the, mostly digital i think well and, and the norwegian ones can they can you only get them from norway <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> we have now have used to have only pocket books you know hard cover, hard covers to these yeah, books. Okay. but we now have ebook and i also had to uh, have audiobooks going what is in norwegian of course it's in norwegian so uh, you have to learn that first yeah oh that's <laughs> but amazing you can, it's in every norwegian bookstore some digital playing uh, it in ebook and paperbacks of course also yeah. yeah that's amazing well thank you so much for your time natalie that was amazing thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So there you have it folks, the absolutely all-inspiring Natalie Norman, and I hope that interview has provided you with some encouragement to write what you love, have fun doing it, and enjoy the process. And remember to keep the faith that it all comes together in the end, just like Natalie. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, keeping in with the romance for the upcoming Valentine's Day, we have Western Australian women's fiction and rural romance queen, Rachel Johns. And I chat to Rachel on the Romance Writers of Australia. I wish you well in your author adventure this next week. That's it from me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.